Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Everyone, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy. I am so excited to be here with you today, but I did write this episode specifically for a client who had a major breakthrough this week as it pertains to people-pleasing and what it is. Sometimes I can take for granted the things that I know to be true for me. And part of that is because I love self-development. I love coaching. I'm a big advocate for therapy. And so oftentimes I will forget that there are people who still operate from this belief that their needs are not as important as the needs of others. So when I get to witness someone make this realization for the first time, I oftentimes have to remind myself that this can be life-changing for someone who is still in the thick of it. Now, today's episode isn't necessarily about people-pleasing. It's more about what a breakthrough is and how to recognize it. I'm also going to follow this up with a second episode, and we will talk about what to expect when a breakthrough arrives and how to manage it like a boss. So let's dive right in. First of all, what is a breakthrough? The dictionary definition of a breakthrough is a sudden increase in knowledge, understanding, etc. It's an important discovery that happens after trying for a long time to understand or explain something. All right, there is a big difference between knowing and actually doing something. For example, I could know the logistics of how to ride a bicycle. I could sit down and read books all day about how the frame of the bike will spread your mass over the whole bike or how the diameter of the wheel of my bike will influence the amount of speed I have. I could take classes so that I could learn how to understand how the gears of a bike are attached to a crank, and I could sit for hours learning about momentum and force and friction and how they all work together to get a bicycle rider from point A to point B. But none of these things will ever be the same as actually riding the bike. All of the research in the world will not substitute for the lived experience of sitting on a bike and feeling what it feels like to balance. There's a difference between knowing and doing. And what's more is that there is a huge difference between not knowing and knowing. All right. For example, years ago, I wasn't aware of what people pleasing was, let alone that it was a hindrance to my health. I remember the first time someone called me a people pleaser. I literally said, thank you, because I thought that it was a compliment. I didn't realize at the time that they were saying it to me because they were encouraging me to set better boundaries. So I went from not knowing to knowing. And once I figured out what people pleasing is and how to combat it, that's when I started having breakthroughs, not just in my career, but also in my personal life. 
So there are a few steps that you will walk through on your way to a breakthrough. Number one, you will become aware of something that you couldn't see before. Number two, you will understand it in a new way. And number three, you will do things differently, right? So for me, I had to see something I couldn't see before. I had never heard the term people pleaser. So that was the first time that it came into my awareness. Next, I needed to understand it in a new way. The first time I heard the term people pleaser, I thought it was a compliment. So I needed to shift my understanding of the context of the phrase people pleaser. Eventually, I figured out that people pleasing was not always serving me or my well-being for that matter. And then finally, step three, I needed to do things differently. This part is always challenging and uncomfortable. But the more we do things in a new way, the more it will become second nature. And eventually, it won't feel uncomfortable or challenging anymore. Hence the term breakthrough. We are all looking at the world through different lenses. Depending on our upbringing, our economic status, our lived experience, our spiritual beliefs, the influences of the community that we live in, or the company culture of the company that we work at, you name it, we can all look at the same thing and see it very differently. Beliefs that served us in the past, maybe they don't hold true today. Things that were important to us yesterday might not ever pass our minds in the future. Oftentimes, breakthroughs change us because the outside forces of the world are testing the validity of our current beliefs. And to me, this is a beautiful thing. It makes life very interesting. Every year, my experience of the world is colored very differently. And I believe that when we anticipate that our life views will be challenged and change, And when we intentionally rise to take an active role in selecting those challenges and changes, that each year is in fact better than the last. So I've already had my breakthrough in understanding people-pleasing, and it feels really good to be on the other side of it. It feels really good to be through it. But I can tell you without a doubt that there are a thousand other blind spots that I have that I have yet to uncover. There are plenty of things that I don't know that I don't know. And the same could be true for you. Think back. I bet that you can find plenty of your own beliefs that you have changed. There are probably hundreds of ways that you used to do things that no longer work in your current life. This is why I love coaching and group settings so much. When we can witness others work through changing their beliefs and habits, first off, We get some ideas about beliefs that maybe we could stand to question in our own lives. And then secondly, we get a preview of what we might face should we decide to make those changes. And this allows us to move through our own breakthrough with a little more ease because it's almost like we got a blueprint of what to expect. All right, so we've covered what a breakthrough is. And a common question is, how do I know that I've actually had one? We can know something intellectually, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we understand it fully, and it certainly doesn't mean that we've embodied that concept into our daily lives. So there are a few ways that I have identified for myself that signify that I've had a breakthrough. I'm going to list them for you first, 
And then I'm going to tell you a story that's going to give you an example of each of these steps. Number one, once you start to see this breakthrough clearly, you start to see it everywhere. You will see examples of it popping up from various periods of your life with different people in your life and in different contexts, such as work, with your family, or with your friends. Number two, you'll know you've had a breakthrough when you didn't know what was standing in your way, but now you do. Number three, you can never show up to those situations without this awareness again. And number four, your breakthrough becomes grounds for another breakthrough. All right, so I'm going to give you an example of a breakthrough that I had a few years ago. A few years ago, I had a general understanding of deflection. And just so we're on the same page, deflection is a protective mechanism that we often use in conversation with one another. People use deflection as a way to avoid confronting their own flaws and or their mistakes. Now, we all deflect from time to time. After all, it is a protection mechanism. And deflection is a surefire way to help us avoid uncomfortable feelings or uncomfortable situations. When someone feels that they are under attack, they can deflect by either changing the subject or placing the blame on something or someone else. Now, I understood this from a very generalized space. But the problem was that while I could define for you what deflection is, I was unable to recognize when it was happening in the moment. And I remember the day that it all clicked for me. Before I tell you about it, I have to give you a heads up. One of the reasons why I was able to finally connect all the dots on deflection and what it is, is because I was journaling. Again, another shameless plug for journaling. But when you have a record of your past experiences and your reflections, what you're thinking, how you were reacting, it's going to be a hundred times easier for you to start putting all of those pieces together. All right. Anyways, back to the story. Those of you who know me know that I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve and I take things very personally. I have also been told that I tend to be very hard on myself. And I'm assuming a few of you listening might be resonating with this as well. It often confused me how anytime I would try to tell someone that they did something that bothered me, it would end up in me berating myself. Okay, so remember what I said earlier. The first part of the breakthrough is that there's something that you couldn't see before has now come into your awareness. I got into an argument with a very close friend. Now, this is someone that I saw regularly and historically, I would end up feeling guilt and shame for calling attention to anything this person said or did. During this particular argument, I started to notice that this shift into my own self-blame was happening again. And I don't know what came over me, but there was this little voice inside me that quietly said, Anna, you were right to bring this up and you don't need to feel bad about this person's choice to do what they did. In that moment, I understood what was happening in a new way. And remember, that's the second part of a breakthrough. I started to listen to what the other person was saying, and I noticed that they were deflecting. 
instead of taking responsibility for the choice that they made and how it affected us, they started poking at my character. They started telling me that I was too sensitive and they belittled my opinion. Right then and there, I finally understood what deflection was and I could recognize that it was happening in the moment. I remember where I was standing and I was thinking to myself, holy cow, this all makes sense to me. If I call someone out on something that makes them uncomfortable, all they have to do is push on one of my very sensitive buttons. I will react emotionally and then the attention will turn towards me and my emotions and my reaction. And that person never has to look at their own actions. For me in this moment, that was mind-blowing. So now it's time for the final part of the breakthrough. I had to show up differently. Normally, if someone said something mean about me or something that upset me, I would get defensive, I'd start crying, and then I would inevitably convince myself that I needed to change myself in some way because something was wrong with me. However, I knew that if I went down this road of self-beratement again, that this person would never have to evaluate their own actions. So I told this person, yeah, I'm probably being too sensitive right now. However, this conversation isn't about my character. It's about the choice you made and how we need to work through this together. Within that conversation, anytime that they tried to make character accusations and again, swing that deflection back towards me, I just agreed with them and then brought them back to the problem at hand. Okay, so in this story, you can see the three pieces of a breakthrough that were present. By the way, these three pieces are not anything official. There is no official breakthrough checklist. These are just my observations from years of journaling and self-reflection and hundreds of self-development books that I've consumed. So how do we know that we've had a breakthrough? Let's go through the list one more time. First of all, once you see it clearly, you start to see it everywhere. Number two, you didn't know what was standing in your way previously, but now you do. Number three, you can never show up to those situations without this awareness again. And number four, your breakthrough becomes grounds for another breakthrough. So let's start with number one. Once you see it clearly, you start to see it everywhere. In the next episode, I'm going to give you some tools on how to deal with this. If you do not have the right support system in place, this stage of a breakthrough can be very overwhelming. I encourage all of you to take stock of the tools and resources that you have to support your mental health. Let me be clear on this. Coaching is all about achieving goals. Coaches are not licensed mental health professionals. This is why it's important that you have taken time to ensure that you have either a counselor, therapist, or support from organizations such as a spiritual group or a church. Even people who don't have mental illness will struggle with their mental health from time to time, right? Now, taking care of yourself and taking care of your mental health does not mean that you have to try and do it alone. And if there are any of you out there starting to tell yourselves that you don't have time to take care of yourself or that you can't fit in time for self-care or mental health care, please stop this episode and go listen to number 34, How to Stop Putting Yourself Last. Because none of that is true, 
And if anybody deserves to take care of themselves, it's you. Anyway, I know that I've had a breakthrough because I will start to see all the other times in my life where the same situation has shown up. Once I had that first experience of recognizing deflection in the moment it was happening, I started to recall memories of other times that it happened, but I wasn't aware. Various situations started returning to my conscious and I was like, oh my gosh, wow, it happened here, it happened there, it happened with this person, and holy shit, in this case, I was the one doing the deflection, right? So to me, this is no longer overwhelming. When I start to connect the times that this breakthrough went unrecognized in the past, I know I can reflect on those past situations and learn from them. Even if the moment has passed, even if it was years ago, it's still useful to ask ourselves, how would I have preferred to show up in that situation? Because chances are we're going to find ourselves in that position again in the future. And if we've taken time to consider how we want to show up, we increase the chances that we do show up in a new way. All right, number two, you didn't know what was standing in your way, but now you do. Have you ever left a situation and you knew something was off, but you couldn't quite put your finger on what it was? You'll know that you've had a breakthrough because now you know exactly what it was. As I mentioned previously with this friend of mine, I often hesitated to stand up for myself Because time and time again, I knew that that conversation was going to turn on me and all of my flaws. And trust me, I have plenty of flaws, so this is very easy to do. But now, I know that what was standing in my way was myself. Anytime the conversation turned towards my inadequacies, I went with it. In those moments, instead of staying focused on the conversation at hand, I would try and defend myself. Now, in hindsight, I know that what I need to do is let those accusations go and stay focused on the problem at hand. What's more is that in that moment, I also remembered that deflection is a defense mechanism, and that allowed me to show up with compassion for my friend instead of defensiveness for myself. When I leaned on compassion, I was able to keep my voice calm and do a better job of active listening. Which leads us to the third way that you'll know you had a breakthrough. You can never show up to those situations without this awareness again. Said another way, it's something that once you see it, you can never unsee it. Once you know it, you can never unknow it. From there on out, I was more aware and in tune with deflection and how to recognize it in the moment. And the way that I knew I finally understood it was the day that I caught myself deflecting on someone else. And that was a hard look in the mirror for myself. I'll be honest, I did not apologize to that person right away, but I did eventually take responsibility for my actions and I did come forth and apologize for the hurtful things that I said. So for those of you listening, just remember that there is no statute of limitations on when you can offer an apology. As I mentioned earlier, because I can never unknow this lesson, that also means that I can't keep showing up in the same way that I did in the past, which leads us into the last signal that you know you've had a breakthrough. Number four, Your breakthrough becomes grounds for another breakthrough. 
Because I was no longer able to keep doing what I was doing before, this is where I had to start the process all over again. I had to become aware of something that I couldn't see. I had to understand it in a new way, and I had to do things differently. If you listened in on any of the episodes on the competence ladder, this is where you move from unconsciously incompetent, where you don't know what you don't know, into consciously incompetent, where you are aware of the skill that you don't have. If you want to check any of those episodes out, listen to episodes 41, 42, 43, and 45. I will link all of those in the show notes. So after recognizing deflection happening in the moment, what I learned was that I did not have the tools to navigate the deflection back to the point of our conversation. In other words, I knew what the problem was, but I didn't yet have the proper tools to solve it. After a lot of journaling and self-reflection, I figured out that what I was lacking was certain conversational skills. And while it seemed somewhat unrelated, it led me down a path of learning more about negotiation skills. And as I explored negotiations, there were hundreds of things and concepts that I was unaware of, which, as we now know, is basically step one in my very unofficial breakthrough checklist. All right, my friends, we just made it full circle. What did you think? I'm very hopeful that as you listened, you were able to think of your own personal breakthroughs and celebrate how you are showing up differently. Again, I'm going to throw in just one more shameless plug for journaling, but I think oftentimes many of us are experiencing breakthroughs, but we aren't always fully aware that we've done it, which sadly means that we also aren't celebrating the new lessons that we're learning and all the new ways that we're choosing to show up in the world. Breakthroughs are tough. They really don't feel good at first, but they feel amazing later. If you want to talk about this more, please come hop on a free coaching call. We'll dig into some of your breakthroughs or maybe uncover some of the ones that you're currently resisting. If you love the session, and I sincerely hope that you will, then we can talk about our group coaching program where you can join others who are doing this work together. I love meeting property managers from all across the country, so I really hope to see you on my calendar. Pop over to anahobliana.com and click Get Free Coaching in the top right-hand corner. That's A-N-N-A-J-A-V as in Virgo, E-L-L-A-N-A.com. All right, until next time, I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.